Hello, Mom. Good morning. Did hey. you make it through the night, or did the ghosts visit you? <laughs> nope, I made it. I think Scrooge probably slept more than I did last night, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Um, we are going to read <laughs> Stave 5. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the last one. Uh, this is the final chapter of the novella A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Mm-hmm. And it's very short, and so hopefully this will be a very short episode. But it is our last for this little book that we're reading. And uh, then I think I might make a little bit of an announcement at the end. And um, if that's okay with you. Yes. I'd be all right. Okay, so um, what are you drinking? Orange juice. Orange juice. Mm-hmm. I am having a cup of coffee. <clears throat> having cranberry bread and very good cranberry bread by the way you did a very good job with mm, that thank you all right are you ready to go i am okay so do you remember like yesterday i asked you about time mm-hmm. are you prepared to talk a little bit about that okay in this time <laughs> no right. no we don't want to talk listen i don't <laughs> we're not we're not looking for like some kind of like um Neil deGrasse Tyson or Stephen Hawking, kind or of, Einstein, or Einstein kind of. We're, we're, you know, what is time in um, in this in this little novella? What does it mean? So we'll talk a little bit about that. And the reason why I ask that right off the bat is because, like you said last yesterday, at the end of uh, Stave Four, mm-hmm. he was grabbing a hold of the ghost of Chris, Christmas of, of uh, the Christmas is yet to come mm-hmm. and he wakes up kind of and the bed uh, the way that the way that stay five starts it says yes and the bedpost was his own the bed was his own the room was his own best and happiest of all the time before him was his own to make amends in I will live in the past, the present, and the future, Scrooge repeated as he scrambled out of bed. Hmm. So um, time is very important in this story. Um, he didn't even know what day it was. No. and we're gonna, Yeah, we're going to talk about that because okay. that's important. Um, he starts jumping around in his bedchamber. And he says, a Merry Christmas to everybody, a Happy New Year to all the world. And now we have to remember, he's by himself, mm-hmm. as far as he knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marley could be there, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, invisible. And But he's he's by himself. And um, so he gets up and he runs into the sitting room. And he says, there's the saucepan with, that the gruel was in. There's the door by which the ghost of Jacob Barley entered. There's the corner where the ghost of Christmas Present sat. There's the window where I saw the wandering spirits. It's all right. It's all true. It all happened. So he is saying there that this really happened to me. You know, we were talking earlier about mm-hmm. did he imagine all this? And you know, we mm-hmm. don't know. 
but he's convinced that it's this was re true. Real to him. Yeah, it's very real. His reality. Yep. Then um, he starts to laugh, and he cannot stop laughing. And it's uh, described as the father of a long, long line of brilliant laughs. So he's completely changed because he had been, as Dickens says, really for a man who had been out of practice for so many years. It was a splendid laugh, mm -hmm. a most illustrious laugh. And then he says this, I don't know what day of the month it is, said Scrooge. I don't know how long I've been among the spirits. I don't know anything. I'm quite a baby. Never mind, I don't care. I'd rather be a baby. Uh, so he's, I don't know what day of the month it is. He had, like, he's lost his con total conception of time. Um, the bell rings, the morning bell rings. He runs to the window, throws open the window, and he goes, what's today? And he calls down to a little boy who's walking um, in his Sunday clothes um, down the road, down the, the, the street. And um, the boy's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, what's today, my fine fellow? And the boy says, well, today? Why, it's Christmas Day. Because... Obviously, it's Christmas Day. And Scrooge says, it's Christmas Day. I haven't missed it. The spirits have done it all in one night. They can do anything they like. Of course they can. Of course they can. So, okay, so time. Th this is the world that Dickens likes to write about, right? He likes to write about... I shouldn't say he likes to write about, but he has. He, he, he likes, like I, I said at the first episode we talked about, He's writing about a real world, a world that we experience, and this other world, which is just as real, but it's invisible to us, and the collision of those two worlds. Where does time go in that collision of those two worlds? And Scrooge has just gone through what he perceived to be many, many days, perhaps years, but it all happened in one night. And he's realizing that now. So he has, imagine this, like people always say, if I knew now what I knew then, mm -hmm. and they think about when they were 16, mm -hmm. and they think, okay, well, if only I had the knowledge that I had when I was 16, that I have now when I'm 60, mm -hmm. boy, I would have been, had it all figured out. But it Bob Dylan's song, if I... Mm. <laughs> I'll think of it. Okay. Just, I but, was so much younger then. But that's not how time works for mm -hmm. us. Unless you're visited by three spirits. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or four, in Scrooge's case. Who want to, to, to change everything. All the laws of physics. Everything. For you. And so we go back to when, when Jacob Marley said, I pulled some strings, basically, mm -hmm. and I got this to happen for you. Um, Scrooge calls him, Scrooge asks this little boy, um, do you know the poulterers in the next street, one at the corner? And the little boy says, I hope I, sh I should hope I did. And Scrooge says to himself, an intelligent boy, a remarkable boy. A remarkable boy. boy. And he's, he's very much different than when he was when he, just the day before, 
when he remember when he was walking home out of mm-hmm. he was like bah humbug which the the singer on the street the little boys and and then he calls him a delightful boy because the boy says that he's like a scrooge is like go get the, the prize turkey not the little one but the big one and um the boy says the boy says, the boy says the boy says the one as big as me <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear it you can hear his little boy going the one as big as me and Scrooge is like, oh, what a delightful boy. It's a pleasure to talk to him. He's saying this to himself. Mm-hmm. And then he says to the boy, yes, my buck. <laughs> and he says, well, it's hanging there now. And Scrooge says, it is? Well, go and buy it. Now, you said something about... What did he say? Walker. Walker. What does that mean? means like, oh, sure. Oh, sure, you want me to go buy it. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like, you know, kind of a sarcastic, yeah. Are you kidding? You know, like... Right. What? Okay. Oh, yeah, right. Whatever. It would be like, right. Right. Yeah. Whatever. And um, Scrooge says, no, no, I am in earnest. Go and buy it and tell Mm -hmm. them to bring it back here. That I may give them direction to where to take it. Come back with the man and I'll give you a shilling. Come back with him in less than five minutes and I'll give you half a crown. Now he's telling this. Okay, so I mentioned at the beginning of of this that Scrooge is very well off. Scrooge has lots and lots and lots of money. He might be one of the most well-off people in all of London. And so he's immediately right there. We see him. He's going to give this poor child half a crown, which is a lot of money to those days. I'll let people look that up for themselves. But he's going to give him money. And it's, Dickens says, the boy was off like a shot. And um, then they come back, mm-hmm. and um, it says it was a turkey. He never could have stood upon his legs, that bird. Yeah. He would have snapped them short off in a minute. Mm-hmm. So you know that this turkey is big. This mm-hmm. is a big prize turkey. It's going to take two days to bake that one, yeah. to roast it. So Scrooge takes a look at it and he says, well, why that's impossible to carry to Camden town. So here's where we see like where... Camden, that's it. That's when... And you mentioned Camden the other day when um, you were reading the music. Yes. The music that you that you chose is... So um, Seven Dials. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's look that up again. It's I, a Camden. Seven Dials, London. Um, is, um, yes, good, good, good call, Mom. So, I'm on it. Yeah, you're on it. <laughs> so Seven Dials, well, I'll read this again. Seven Dials is a road junction in the mm-hmm. St. Giles district of the London borough of Camden. So here, again, is where where mm-hmm. uh, they're taking this turkey, because that's where Bob Cratchit lives. Um, okay, so let's... Um, so, so he's... So Scrooge then buys a cab and horses for the man to deliver the turkey, this big turkey, to... And not tell Bob Cratchit where it came from. Yeah, it's a and secret. And do so it. anonymously. Mm-hmm. By the way, can I say this? Yeah. I want to say something. Um, a, friend, a friend of mine who lives in Sweden right now um, shared this morning, of all mornings, a, um, a clip of, or a description of, George Michael, you know, the singer, the mm-hmm. pop star. Now, George Michael had a lot of money. Mm-hmm. We know this because because he was one mm-hmm. of the most 
popular super musical superstars in all of England. George Michael used to do that a lot. You hear these rumors about George Michael. He used to anonymously give like loads and loads of money to mm -hmm. charitable causes. Mm -hmm. um, and yet, you know, we make fun of George Michael. George Michael was made fun of relentlessly for decades. And yet here he went and did a lot People of stuff. People do that. They don't say. Yeah, they don't say. And so okay. Scrooge is doing, is, there's a relevance for what I, why I brought that up. The Scrooge is kind of in the same <clears throat> place because they're going to make fun of him relentlessly for the but next for the rest of his life but he doesn't care he doesn't care he yeah yeah he said let them yep and he kind of even went with it yeah with he kind of like kind of went with it uh, right kind of. yeah we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit but i mm -hmm. want to keep that in mind so he um he's still laughing he can't stop chuckling mm -hmm. it says he tries to shave and he, he can't because it's so hard to sh because he's dancing around and he's all super happy. Mm -hmm. um, Scrooge, I highlighted this, he went to church. Scrooge never went to church, <laughs> but he did here. Mm -hmm. um, oh, he also says to, he meets up with those gentlemen who yeah. were asking for money for the poor. Donations, yeah. And he says to them, um, he whispers into one of their ears what it is that he's going to give to their cause. And he said, um, uh, my dear sir, said Scrooge, um, a Merry Christmas to you. And the, the man said, Merry Christmas. Yes, uh, or he says, Mr. Scrooge. And Scrooge says, yes, that is my name and I fear it may not be pleasant to you. Allow me to ask your pardon. And will you have the goodness and then he whispers into his ear. So we don't know how much he mm -mm. gave to this cause, but mm -hmm. it almost knocks both of those oh, men on he, their... Uh, he gave enough to make... He said that he had not donated ever or for many years or ever, so he was going to make up for it, plus more. Mm -hmm. So he was really giving them a chunk. Mm -hmm. now, I think he must I'm, have just given them a lot of money. Yeah. They said... That Dickens did not mention it. I read here a little note that said Dickens did not mention the figure because it was to show the humbleness that that he w he now had. He didn't have the humbleness before, mm -hmm. so was, that was kind of a way for Dickens to say that he is more humble than he was before. But it sure shocked those two, didn't it? Yeah, and it, he didn't want anything back in return. Nope, nothing. Didn't even want them to know. Mm -hmm. Who was who gave him? He said, not a farthing less. Mm -hmm. Then he proceeds to church, like I said, and then he proceeds to his nephew's home. And mm -hmm. he... he um, Kind of scared to go in. Yeah, he passed the door a dozen times before he had the courage to go up and knock. But mm -hmm. he made a dash and did it. So he confronted his fear. He said, okay, I'm going to go do this. And he goes up and he knocks on the door. And a housekeeper answers the door and he said is your master at home my dear he calls her my dear mm -hmm. and then he called and uh, dickens so this is kind of like i think it, what what scrooge is thinking he's nice he calls her nice girl very so he's this is the second young mm -hmm. person that he has done he has a different to. look on uh, younger people mm -hmm. and children and people in general mm -hmm. and then he calls her my love mm -hmm. and then um He's incredibly pot. He's incredibly 
kind and po- and positive. He thanks her, mm-hmm. and he then he calls her my dear again. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, and he walks in, and the table is set with an enormous amount of mm-hmm. food, and it's it's set very properly and beautifully. And Scrooge says, for these young housekeepers are always nervous on such points mm-hmm. and like to see that everything is right. And I liked that little thing because I think that that might even refer back to, remember when I was, uh, well, I don't think I mentioned this on the show, but we were talking about this. Um, I think that the, the oldest Cratchit mm-hmm. girl, Martha, I think she's a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. So she, this is kind of, mm-hmm. kind of the same uh, vein. So then Fred walks in. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Why, bless my soul! Who is that?" Mm-hmm. And Scrooge says, "It is I, your uncle Scrooge. I have come for dinner. Will you let me in, Fred?" And and Fred is just like, of, "Well, of course." I mean, mm-hmm. Scrooge is Fred is just completely just dumbfounded by mm-hmm. this because finally his invitation, which he has said he's going to ask every year, mm-hmm. is um is has it's like a dream come true. Fred and um, now in the book the novella it doesn't talk about that very much but in the movie that we keep referencing the 1984 one with George C. Scott Mm -hmm. it's a very important point like how he interacts with Fred and Fred's wife in that moment and Mm -hmm. he's incredibly charming and incredibly humble and he um his wife was still going to wonder what this is yeah, about. They're, they're kind of like, like, okay. What is going on? <laughs> She's a phenomenal actress. I wish I knew. Here, let, let's look her up, by the way. Um, he look, li- he, Scrooge enjoyed himself. Uh, he felt like a part of the family. Yes. All of a sudden, he was part of the family. And they, brought, they took him in like part of the family, like you would. No questions. Just come on in. And <clears throat> yeah. And... They don't linger very much mm-hmm. on... Um, no, the author does not say too much, does he? No. He just says it happened. Yeah. Um, uh, Dickens does not talk too much about this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I want to say one other thing, too. Roger Rees, who plays Fred, mm-hmm. is so good. Mm-hmm. You just look at it... And, and, this was 1984. Roger Rees passed away a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really see like what a good actor he was. Mm-hmm. All the, everyone mm-hmm. in that. The, it's all good. Like, Tiny Tim. They're all, they were all good. Caroline Langrish, I think mm-hmm. is how her, she's an English actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played Fred's, uh, wife? Fred's wife, Janet Hollywell in A Christmas Carol 1984. The character's she, name is Janet. Janet. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So anyway, again, another little reference there. So then the next scene that we see is the next day, the day after Christmas, mm-hmm. when Bob Crouchett <laughs> shows up 18 minutes late, where he had previously said on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. to Mr. Scrooge, I will be in early so mm-hmm. he is not just late. Well, right? Scrooge went there early on purpose to catch him. Yeah. You know, he's going to pull out like a little joke on him. Yeah, and here we have... It's funny to Scrooge, I think. Well, yeah, and it is funny. Mm-hmm. And here we have, like, 
I like this because it's the very end mm -hmm. of this story. And, mm -hmm. you know, one of those premises that we have is that this is a very funny story mm -hmm. in these parts. It's very dark. There's no question. It's very scary. There's ghosts and things. But, and there's a lesson there, but it's also very funny. And Scrooge is like, I'm going to get him with this. <laughs> I'm going to get him. And so in comes Bob, and Bob is just like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And he apologizes to Scrooge. I am very sorry, sir. I am behind my time. And Scrooge says, you are. Yes, I think you are. Step this way, if you please. And Bob says, it's only once a year, sir pleaded Bob, appearing from the tank. It shall not be repeated. I was making rather merry yesterday, sir. And Scrooge says, no, I'll tell you what, my friend, I am not going to stand this sort of thing any longer. And therefore, he continued, leaping from his stool and giving Bob such a dig at the, in the waistcoat that he staggered back into the tank again. So he's like kind of <laughs> lording over him like he's going to nail him. And he goes, and therefore, I am going, I am about to raise your salary <laughs> and bob's like what <laughs> go get some extra coal for your fire will keep you warm yeah bob actually went closer to his ruler because he was gonna <laughs> whack scrooge with it because <laughs> he's like what the heck is going on here but scrooge is just so so happy and he said oh, merry christmas bob with an earnest earnestness that could not be mistaken, and he clapped him on the back. A merrier Christmas, Bob, my good fellow, than I have given you for many a year. I'll raise your salary and endeavor to assist your struggling family, and we will discuss your affairs this very afternoon over a Christmas bowl of smoking bishop, Bob. What is smoking bishop? I don't know. I'm assuming... I was going to look that one up. I'm assuming it's like a leftover from Christmas. We'll smoking see. bishop? We'll see. No. But Check. then he says, make up the fires... And buy another coal scuttle before you dot another eye, Bob Cratchit. Mm -hmm. And um, here you have... Uh, it, it might be punch. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Like a drink? So then I'm, I'm going to read this and we'll be done. I'll Ooh, be done. here it is. It's, oh, go ahead. It's wine and sugar and cloves. Oh, Cardamom yeah. pods, so it's got some spices in it. Oh, it sounds kind of like um, what we drink. What was that? Forever Amber thing. Um, yes. The, the trife, no, what was it called? This was a mulled wine punch known as Smoking Bishop. Smoking Bishop, that sounds good. Maybe. Well, yeah. without the wine in my case. <laughs> um, so then I'll read this. This okay. is the final page. Okay, good. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all, and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became as good a friend, as good a master and as good a man as the good old city knew or any other good old city town or borough in the good old world some people laughed to see the alteration in him but he let them laugh and he, he and little heeded them for he was wise enough to know that nothing ever happened on this globe for good at which some people did not have their fill of laughter in the outset and knowing that such as these would be blind anyway he thought it quite as well that they should wrinkle up their eyes in grins as have the malady in less attractive forms. His own heart laughed, and that was quite enough for him. He had no further intercourse with spirits, but lived upon 
the total abstinence principle ever afterwards. And it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that be truly said of us all, of us, and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone. The end. The absence of abstaining from spirits there. Yeah, he, he just decided he was going to. But you know what the spirit the spirits were the Christmas spirits, not yeah, not, not like the not, drink right drink spirits. He's because we have away. right right in that in that right before this, he's drinking. Uh, mm-hmm. He's having punch with with wine in it with Bob Cratchit. So he's not. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was reading about that because that was a kind of a turn on words or phrase. But it said that drunkenness back then was kind of a concern of that time. Mm-hmm. And some Christians were in favor of abstinence from alcohol. But the author here used spirits to mean not that. That's kind of like a contemporary phrase, but he used that phrase to mean absence from the, the shadows and the phantoms and the, yep. this, that type of spirit. It's the same paragraph. He says, I, he had no further intercourse with spirits. Right. Right. So the, I'm, I'm assuming in that case he's talking about ghosts. You know? mm-hmm. But yeah. So anyway, um, but that's the other good story. I really it's like that Christmas story. story. Um, it's short and to the point, and it's get it's just written so well. It's like a, yeah, yeah. I mean this this um kind of a feel good story in a way, even though the ghosts are kind of creepy. That last one's kind of freaky. Well, yeah, and uh, and this um. So, so this version that I read, which is the, the original version, again, uh, mm-hmm. 96 pages. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those pages are are um, etchings, illustrations. So if you listen to it on like a video yeah, it takes a or an audio, audio book, it's probably about four hours. The we version that I, the, the, again, I'll say it, it's a different version. <laughs> But the thing that I watched the other night, the the um, from two thousand nineteen with Guy um, Guy Pierce, who again wonderful. <laughs> I just I was thinking about that again last night. He's so good. Um, was two and a half hours long, and it was all three parts, and it was expanded. It expanded a lot into the mm-hmm. past of Scrooge. Um, well, I watched George C. Scott there about a month or so ago. Um, because we have the CD still, or the DVD, we have still the, DVD. the best Scrooge in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Not the DVD, yes. I'm going to watch it again. I think yeah. today, sometime if I get a chance, because because it is good. Put you in a spirit. Well, do you have any other thoughts today? Nope. About a Christmas Carol? No, I don't. I'm sure I will have some later when I start thinking this all over, though. Oh, I'll well, write them down and. Yeah, write them down. Maybe we'll do another. Maybe we'll do an addendum, like we did for um, Forever Amber, where we had like a bunch of episodes. <laughs> By the way, maybe we should do another Forever Amber a year later. We'll see. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Either. I don't know about that one. That um, was good though. She's a good writer too, but so speak- Dickens is way better. <laughs> yeah, Dickens is very boy. He really had something going on back then. So anyway, um, well, if there's nothing else to say about this, I want to say really quickly, I think that we're kind of back into 
a frame of mind podcast mode to do these things again so what we're gonna do is you know we did need some time off last year Mm -hmm. and um but i think that you know we talked about this yesterday we want to do what we had in mind back then which is read more children's not not children's but young people's stories from the mid-century and they they talk about topics which perhaps now aren't exactly contemporary and might actually be looked upon as being a little iffy to some people. However, I do think that it's very important that those look be looked at mm-hmm. because one thing that we hope doesn't happen is that someone, a young person today, doesn't look at those old concepts and give them value Mm -hmm. and to look at them with through today's concepts conceptions of what's right and what's wrong Mm -hmm. i think is it makes those stories even more valuable right they should those stories should add to what today is and show why we are today what we are because of those stories even though you know, at the time, there were, I, it, that would be, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, pick, it's going to be fun. you want to do a Newberry Award one? Well, so for you pick what we're, we're going to do first, <laughs> this is going to be way out there. I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a, like a, a very young person's reader okay. from the 20s, the late okay. 20s. And then um, come into the middle, to the 50s. And then we're going to move up into like the 50s, mm-hmm. 60s era. I have several Newberry Award winning books mm-hmm. from that era. Um mm-hmm. Okay. Some have some interesting mm-hmm. subject matter. There's no doubt about 1920s that. 1920s uh, readers, school readers, that 100 years ago. That's yeah, it's even a, like before, like my mom, mo- I was trying to say my mother. Well, she might have read them if they were written in the 20s, like would she, like 1930, 1931, she might have read those stories. Well, this particular, seven years old. this particular book was written in night the one we're going to talk about first mm-hmm. so i won't mention right yet yet quite yet was written i believe in 1928 mm-hmm. um oh, okay. i believe it was grandma phyllis's book i Might believe be. that she actually had this book didn't she because i got this from you who i think got this from her well, maybe and Did so um, had a little scribbling in it maybe yeah. it might be <laughs> yeah it's a very it's about a hundred year old book that we're going to be reading mm-hmm. and there's a couple reasons why I want to... Well, that's one reason, is that it's about 100 years old. And also, um, you are an educator. Uh, Grandma Phyllis was an educator. And her mother. And her mother was an educator. And um, also, I think when we started this, one of the reasons why we started this in the first place was because Forever Amber was... Grandma Phyllis's book. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, you wanted to read a romance novel. And I said, I think I got one for you. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many romance <laughs> novels. It's just kind of ridiculous. But this, that one is so fun. So, <laughs> but a in one. a way, what we're doing is we're we're combining again um, three generations of people. Let's do it. Let's so do it. that's what we're going to do with yeah. this. And okay. Whenever you want to start the series. Yeah, perhaps maybe in a week or so. Okay. We might jump into that again. After the New Year? Maybe? Yeah, maybe on New Year's we can do it. New Year's? Okay, good. All right, anything else you want to say? 
No, no, this was fun. Thank okay. you for doing that this well, week because it's just kind of, it's not snowing out and it's not real chilly and, and the virus is around. So, you know, people are really leery about going out and bringing people in and, you know, like today we're missing people. But so this is good. This was a good thing. I, yeah. I'm glad we did this. Thank you. It was a very good idea that you had. Oh. And I think that um, it was worthwhile. Yeah. All right. Well, well Merry Christmas to yeah. everybody. Have a, we're going to have a good dinner. Yeah. Merry Christmas to everyone. We're gonna, yeah. We're going to. And we're going to. Do our Christmas now. We're going to feast down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All, right. All, right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.